parlant de ces choses que tu vas donner pour ce semestre. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, happy Mother's Day to, uh, to everyone, to the moms. Uh, we're very appreciative of all what the moms do. Uh, honestly, they, they work really hard, uh, either at home or at work or with the kids. So may God grant you wisdom and uh, may God grant you strength. May God grant you uh, to continue uh, the mission that God had uh, set you to, uh, to do. If we have youth among us here in church, it's most probably because of the work of their, of their uh, mothers. So uh, kids, please make sure to be nice to your mom. Uh, always, not just today. Um, today the gospel comes from John uh, chapter 12. And the Lord says, He who hears my words and does not believe in me, I do not judge him. For I have come not to judge, but to save the world. And I think those words are incredibly comforting. Incredibly comforting. To know that the Lord did not come to judge, but came to came to save. Came to save. This is what he came to do. Actually, if you Pay attention today to some of the hymns that were sung in the procession. Um, one of them says, For he has come to ascend on the cross. And it's, it's really amazing to think that the Lord had come specifically to die. But do not be deceived. This does not mean there will be no judgment, right? The rest of the verse, he says, the words that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. And this is true. John chapter 5, he speaks about the father does judge no one and he has given all judgment to the son, for he is the son of man. And so there will be judgment. Judgment will come. It feels sometimes as if we live life not thinking of Judgment Day. We live life in passing, just as it comes, completely forgetting that we one day will stand before the throne of God and we'll give account on everything we've done and every idle word that we've spoken. And these are, on the other side, are terrifying words too. When the Lord says, I will not judge him, but the words that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. I, I honestly, when you think about it, which one is more comforting? John 5, when he says, for the Father has given the judgment to the Son, for he is the Son of Man, so now the Son of Man has the judgment, hence he's merciful on us because he's incarnate and he has taken flesh. 
and so we can rest on his mercy. Or the other side where he says, he has given, I will not judge him, but my words will judge him. Which one would you feel comfortable with? Actually, both of them are very terrifying. It's, you know, the son had come in the first time to save, but he will come the second time to do what? To judge. And we cannot live life not thinking of Judgment Day. It will be the biggest deception that Satan had put in, in our thoughts. And in many times, by the way, our lives pass by too fast that we come and look back in the years past and we see oh, what happened to all these years. You know, you yourself sometimes think like, oh, when we were so young, oh, it feels like yesterday. But then you think this is probably like, I don't know, for some of us many years ago. But, but even, even those who are in their 20s, when you, they think when they were in elementary, this is like 15 years ago, this is not, you know. You get my point. Not that there will be no judgment. Judgments will come. And we are to live our lives keeping a balance between fear and love, between love and fear. Today the Lord said, believe me, he who believes in me believes in him who sent me. He who sees me sees him who sent me. He did not say, he did not say, believe my words. And there is a difference between, I'm saying, you know, believe me, right? So that means I'm telling you to believe the words that are coming out of my mouth and then believe in me as a person. They're two different things. He's saying, whoever believes in me, believes in him who sent me. You have to believe in him. You have to believe in Jesus. He says, if you believe in me, then you believe in him who sent me. And if you see me, then you see him who sent me. And of course, such a, a perfectly timed gospel for those of us who are aware that tomorrow is the feast of St. Athanasius, the defender of faith, and how this equality between the Father and the Son was so incredibly important for the church, because that's what holds really our faith, is that the Son of God is equal to the Father. Him who came and was incarnate and died and, and have risen is equal to the Father. And so when, when, when Jesus comes today and says, believe in me, and he who believes in me believes in him who sent me, is different than saying, he who believes me. I don't know if you know, but today's gospel says there are some who believed in him, but they could not confess him. Why? Because they were afraid of the Pharisees. And then the Bible says, the Bible puts a comment, says, because they desired the glory of men more than the glory of, more than the glory of God. What does that mean? They wanted to be still in society. They wanted to be still recognized by the Pharisees and by the scribes. They wanted to be still 
within the acceptable societal common. That's what you want. You want to continue fitting within, in a way, the system. So do you desire the glory of man more than the glory of God? I must say that this is the same problem that Adam had gone through. This is exactly what Adam wanted. Adam wanted a glory above what God had given him. What God gave Adam is actually funny. He says, you have authority, you have dominion over the uh, creatures that are in the sea, in the air, the birds that fly, the cattle on the in the field. You have authority over all things. But then Adam wanted something different. This is what God had given Adam. Adam wanted a different glory. Adam was deceived and was told, you know, when you eat, you will become like God knowing good and evil. You will become equal to God. And so he doesn't want the glory that he has. He wanted a bigger glory. I want more. And so, and so this desire of knowledge beyond what God had given us, it's such a problem. And this is, by the way, a problem for our society. Desiring a knowledge beyond what God had allowed us to know. Many of us would struggle with faith and say, oh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit. It's not what science says. It doesn't make sense to me. That's why I struggle. And so, and so the desiring of a knowledge that is beyond our what God had given us has been proven in the past to be a problem for man. We ought to live within the glory that God gave us. And what is this glory? It's to be human, to be truly human. One of the church fathers says, the glory of God is man. Like the glory of God is manifested in humanity, when we are truly human, that is, not when we are fake human, but when we are truly human, then the glory of God is revealed in us. Today, the Lord says, believe in me. He who believes in me, believes in him who sent me. He who sees me, sees him who sent me. And believing and seeing are two different things. The Lord is not speaking of seeing as in with simple eyes, but he's seeing, he is referring to contemplative eyes. Eyes that contemplate, eyes that would see him beyond the simple humanity. Eyes that would see him as he is. Eyes that would see him as equal to the Father. It's this contemplative eyes. How do I get this? How do I get this eye that that is filled with contemplation, to see the things that are truly in God, to see the things that are good for me for life. How did I develop them? The Bible says what? Blessed are the pure of heart, for, shall, for they shall see God. You want to see God? 
Purify your heart. It's as simple as that. Really. If you want to see God, purify your heart. Difficult? I don't think it is. In fact, I think it's simple. You want to have a pure heart? Stop gossip. Really, stop the gossip. You want to have a pure heart? Stop envy. Stop jealousy. Stop to be jealous from your friends and your family members and extended family members. If you want to truly to advance in your spiritual life and to come to know God, cut the gossip out completely. If I speak in a different language, stop the drama. Really. Simplify your life, simplify your mind. Don't get entangled into too much discussions that are just not good for you. Purity of heart is not far from us. It's something that is very attainable. What did God, what did the Lord say about the children? Says what? Unless you return and become like one of those little children, you cannot enter the kingdom. Purify the heart. If you're struggling with faith, I assure you, it's not knowledge that you're lacking, but it's a purity of heart that you need to work on. And so, and so the treasure, by the way, gave us tools that would help us purify our hearts. It's already ready for you. Like the beauty about Orthodox Church. It has a system set for you. If you do it and you do it sincerely, you'll get there. It's just don't be creative, honestly. I'm being serious. Don't be creative in your spiritual life. Don't. Really don't. Just follow what the church had set for you, and you'll be very well on the other side. Just do it wholeheartedly. If you pray the Psalms every day and you truly tell God, Create in me a clean heart. What's going to happen after a few years? We'll have a pure heart. If you pray every day and say, wash me, so I'll be made whiter than snow, what would happen after a few years? We will be made whiter than snow. So I've been saying this for many years, it's not happening. Just continue to do it, but at, like again, again and again, stop the gossip, stop, the, stop these things. You know, there are sins that are in the flesh. These things have to do with lust and gluttony and, and all this. And these are also difficult to struggle with, but there are sins that are in the heart, in the depth of the soul. This is jealousy, hatred, envy, gossip. If you purify that, your heart would be pure. So, you want to see God? Purify your heart. It cannot get simpler than this. You don't know how to purify your heart. 
Look at what the church did. Read the Psalms. Be repentive. Come to church sincerely. Follow the steps that the church gave you. Again and again, there's no, there's no new invention. Follow the system earnestly. It will lead you to the other side. Now, is that all? Pretty much. You're surprised from the simplicity of the path. And so sometimes we don't believe it. But believe it, that's how it works. I hear many people saying, I'm avoiding gossip, I'm avoiding drama, I'm avoiding jealousy, I'm avoiding this, I'm avoiding that. I mean, really cut it off completely. Purity of heart will take time. But it's such a precious, precious gift. When you come to know it, you'll come to know God through. And glory be to God.